This is Wednesday. I'm George Watkins. Thank you for being here today again as we jump into the deep end of the pool and enjoy some of the goodness of the Lord together. <laughs> what a day to be alive in Christ. Can you believe the Lord was good enough to us, so good to us, that he put us here at this time, in this season, with these challenges? Think of it. He knew we would have in us, deposited in us, the ability to stand against the tide and change the course of history and be the ones that were decreeing and speaking into this society and the history of the world is shifted because he put us in the right place at the right time bless god that's wednesday <laughs> okay well if you're new to the broadcast and i'm shouting too loud for the early morning i'm uh, i'm glad you're here be sure and subscribe if you haven't done it yet and give us a, th a thumbs up and a like on Facebook and tell a friend. Well, tell anybody, friend or foe. Just tell them that we're on the air, as we used to say on the radio days. Now we're on the internet. Oh my. Why progressive revelation? I told you one time about a. Uh, a man in my dad's church that was converted he was an older well he he was older he was probably 40 put it that way and he told dad he said well i figured i can know everything i needed to know about god in 30 days well we didn't laugh at his face but we sure chuckled to each other when we when when dad told me that because we knew better. Unfortunately, it didn't work out well for him. He wanted it all at once. And he was a very successful businessman that knew how to get things done and get, you know, get the job done and move on. Well, he was going to do that with God. And God says, uh-uh, <laughs> that's not the way it works in this kingdom. You can manipulate and twist arms and cut, cut in line and you know, shortcut something to get ahead, but in the kingdom of God, it's progressive revelation. Here a little and there a little. Well, we're in the uh, eighth chapter of um, Romans again today. Not moving very quickly down through the chapter, but some things spark, me, spark in my spirit when I read this. Look at that uh, third verse. I'm in the Amplified of uh, the um, Mirror Bible again. Pardon me. The law failed to be anything more than an instruction manual. Manual. It had no power to deliver us from the strong influence of sin holding us hostage in our own bodies. God disguised Himself in His Son, in this very domain where sin ruled us in flesh. The, bo the body he lived and conquered in was no different to ours. Thus, sin's authority in the human body was condemned. That one section in there about God hid himself sparked something in my spirit about progressive revelation. 
And it reminded me that in the Old Testament, there's not one scripture that declares or states and teaches that the Messiah was going to die and raise from the dead. Now, you say, whoa, wait a minute now. I thought, what about Isaiah? You know, it talks about uh, Isaiah 53. That's a, that's a major one. Well, if you'll study that out and look at it, you'll find there's no Old Testament teaching. And this is why in, uh, when Jesus was uh, with, the, with the disciples in Luke 24, came back after the resurrection, and he began to talk to them about, he said, did I not say unto you this? And so he, and is a, there's a phrase there, it says, and he opened up their understanding. You see, those Jewish boys were raised in the synagogue, but no one had ever taught them that the Messiah was going to die. Now, you remember Peter, when Jesus said, I'm going to, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to die. And Peter said, not so, over my dead body. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. He was speaking to that spirit that was lying. Okay, well, what's the point of all of that? The point is that God used some misdirection and deception in the sense where it was cloaked. Revelation was held back so that Satan and the enemies of God would not know about the death and resurrection. And it's in Second uh, in First Corinthians two six, where it says if. They had have known that they never would have killed the Son of God because they, knowing that they would they they would have retarded or held back or thwarted the plan of God. So God, in the Old Testament, you ha, it's in it's in a mosaic scripture here, scripture there, prophet here, prophet there. You follow it. Three hundred promises, uh, prophecies about the coming Messiah, but not one of them talked about death and resurrection. Now, with that thought in mind, I want to talk just a little bit about the hidden revelations and the hidden mysteries that you and I do not know yet, did not know on last Friday. <laughs> we know something now we didn't know last Friday. Why? Because it's a progressive revelation. However, there's some things that we must do to get the next you know, morsel, the next nugget, the next jewel of understanding. And that is being obedient to what we know now. Scripture says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we will have fellowship. Now, here's, here's the key to everything we do. It is not brain power. It's not, you know, some kind of the best Bible student and the best teacher, and I know all the history, and I can tell you where it's found in the pages of the Bible. It's not just that. It's understanding the heart of God comes through fellowship. That fellowship is not just church potlucks with our favorite people on Sunday afternoon. It's fellowship with the Father. Walk in the light as he is in the light, and you will have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son. All right. Fellowship with us, yes, you and I together, but it's fellowship with God. 
Jesus Christ, God's son. Now, what does that do? That prepares me for revelation. Amen. You want to know something about somebody? Want to know their uh, likes and dislikes? You want to understand uh, why they have a particular tick? <laughs> you know, some kind of odd thing they do? Hang around them a while. And it'll finally come out. They'll tell you why or how or what stories behind it or how come uh, they like red instead of blue or why they drive a Chevy instead of Ford. <laughs> we can get an argument about that. But listen, fellowship comes. Out of fellowship comes relationship. Out of relationship comes love and marriage. So if, so if we're going to be married to the Lord in that sense, where we're united together in a bond that produces children, produces spiritual fruit, produces maturity. We have fellowship one with another. It's not a secret that I had a girlfriend before I married my wife, so don't be calling my home and telling her that. I've already confessed it. But... <clears throat> What? Oh, I got myself sidetracked there. Okay. Long distance relationships don't work. That's why perhaps I didn't marry that girl. A lot of talent, a lot of, uh, she was nice looking and, and a Christian lady, a Christian girl in the early, early days. But I didn't marry because I didn't see her twice a month. She was a long ways away. Well, I drifted away until, and now, of course, looking back on it, this is not a marriage counseling time, by the way. Looking back on it, I know God had his hand on that, obviously. He kept me until, the, until my beautiful wife came along and 54 years later. Okay, now, the point being is, oh, I can distract myself so quickly. The point being is, fellowship produces relationship and relationship produces love, the love that bonds people together. And with you and the Father, you must have an ongoing face-to-face -face relationship. Now, I know we call that prayer. We call that going to church. We call that Bible reading. You know, I'm going to read the Bible and pray, and then I'm off to work. Well, okay, that's a good start. That's a good start for a beginner, for the beginning of it. But if you're going to have an ongoing maturing where you, revelation comes, one of the things I kind of chip away at sometimes is the propensity that we have to rush off to the next convention and listen to the now, you know, the, the uh, current popular speaker. And they come and go. That's just the way life is. And yet we rush to the popular speaker, pay a pay the price financially in time so we can hear their revelation that they got by spending time with the Lord. So we're hiring revelation, but it doesn't work because it's not the same. It doesn't sink in. It doesn't attach. It's like it's, like it's not going to hold. Why? Because I didn't get it myself. Somebody else got it, and I they packaged it. I bought it. It's like buying a chicken all packaged up. You don't have any idea what the farmer's like. 
and what the farm is like and what the chicken ranch is like. And you don't even know what a chick is. You just know it's in a package in the supermarket and you go home and cook it. Spiritual revelation needs to have fellowship with the Father. So how do you do it? Well, how about picking a place? Some if you you have a a spare room, don't go to your office with your bills stacked up on the. <laughs> all you you'll sit there and fuss over them. Go somewhere, set up some place. A spare bedroom, uh, a woodshed. If you had a wood stove, you probably got a place you cut your wood, or a barn with a hay bale, or the you know a car. Drive to the park and pray somewhere where you can just go and say hello, Father. I'm here to listen and to love you. No, you know, set some time aside where you're not asking and crying out for help and you know panic prayers, just being in his presence. And it'll take a while for the brain to shut down. You know, what what I mean by that is, what are you doing? Why don't you say something? Oh, don't you remember? You need to mow the lawn, shovel snow in the winter. Oh, you better do that. You better. Finally, if you'll just settle down, let God begin to speak. He'll begin to lead you beside the still waters. He'll begin to feed you with manna that you've never eaten before. It's called progressive revelation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God is not just a catchy phrase. It's a biblical foundational principle that must be in operation. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these other things that people search after will come along. There'll be time for this and time for that. Amen. So I encourage you today, as we enjoy this Wednesday, to know that revelation comes in the season that it's right to come in. And in this case with Jesus, there was a season at the end of the age, the end of that age, Old Testament age, Jesus was going to come, be revealed. God was in Christ, being revealed in the flesh. And then he was going to die and raise from the dead. And when he rose from the, when he died and raised from the dead, he had already conquered Satan and it was too late. The cat was out of the bag, as they say. So God does hide things from us until we're ready. Till we're ready. Can you, can you imagine now Peter, you know, took his sword out and tried to cut a guy's neck off. The angel deflected that and just nicked, you know, cut his ear off, and Jesus put it back on. <clears throat> I mean, I'm seeing in the scene there. <laughs> Jesus isn't going to let that guy bleed to death, so he puts the ear back on. Now, the the understanding that I wanted when I was 16, I would have destroyed myself and probably a lot of other people if I had have received. A, a small measure of how what I walk in now in in command and understanding and prophetic word and declaration would have hurt myself. I would have hurt others because I did not have the container of spiritual strength and wisdom that it takes to contain the revelation that sometimes we want too early. So 
Be happy today and enjoy the day. Enjoy the revelation you have and fellowship. And when you do, it'll come. You'll begin to get understanding in all things. Wow. That is exciting. And it's a good Wednesday to get it. But God bless you all today. Thank you for each of your comments and your thumbs up and your likes and your sharing and your uh, subscriptions. All those things help us on our journey. And they will bless you back because uh, you'll be reminded when we come on again. Don't miss a day. Okay. There have been some that have sent some gifts in and we take them with gratitude, put them into the gas tank so we could get on down the road. Thank you for that. And it's it's because of that we're able to keep going forward. Well, tomorrow is Thursday. It's going to be a special day. Hold on to your seat and buckle in. God's got good things happening. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, fellowship.